KDXI St. George, Radio St. George at 100.3 FM. And we welcome you to The Extraordinary Talk Show, a show to help you understand yourself and the world from a new perspective. And in the process, help you find your own personal extraordinary. And now your host for The Extraordinary Talk Show, Della Hill. Hey everybody, it's another Monday with Della. I'm happy to join you here today with The Extraordinary Talk Show. For today, I wanted to talk to you about emotions. Emotions. Is that scary? If I just even mention that, if I say I want to talk about emotions, does that scare you? Because most of us don't like talking about our emotions. But here's the thing. It's safe right now. Because it's easier to talk about emotions when you're not actually experiencing them. So maybe right now will be a safe time for you to discuss or think about some of these emotions that you sometimes feel and how they affect you without actually being in the emotion, or at least not in it so deeply. So what I want to specifically talk about is how our emotions have such a physical effect on us and also how our physicality has an effect on our emotions. We tend to think of our bodies and our emotions very differently, but the truth is they are not different. We experience emotions through our bodies. If we didn't have these bodies, we wouldn't be able to experience emotions the same way that we do. One example of that is face readers look at the people's wrinkles on their face. This is something that we've actually talked about before. You remember when you were a kid and your parents told you, don't make that face. If you make a face like that, it'll stay that way. Well, they weren't entirely wrong because if you always smile and you spend your whole life smiling, smiling, real smiling causes these wrinkles by your eyes. And if you smile all the time, eventually you're going to have wrinkles by your eyes that go up. It becomes a permanent reaction of the constant smile and then people can look at you and know, even if you're not smiling, that's someone who has smiled a lot because they have those wrinkles by their eyes. On the other hand, if the wrinkles from the eyes come down, it's someone who's experienced a lot of sadness. A bigger line down the cheek like this usually means deep and severe grief. Now, sometimes... Even when that emotion is resolved, when that deep and severe emotion is resolved, occasionally that long grief line will actually fade away or become more shallow if it doesn't go away completely. People who are very skeptical often have a wrinkle over one eye where they've been raising that eye through their skepticism. You can look at a person's face and recognize emotions that that person has experienced largely over their lifetime. It's difficult to do it with children, teenagers who haven't actually developed any lines on their face yet, but that's a thing that you can do because when you're happy, that emotion causes a reaction on your face. When you're sad, when you're angry, those reactions cause, those emotions cause a reaction on your face. And we've all been told, and if you've tried it, you know that if you're not happy, you can make yourself smile. And even the fake smile, even the one that doesn't go all the way to your eyes, if you make yourself do that and remind yourself to do that, it will cause some serotonin to release in your brain, which will bring you some happiness and then maybe make it easier to smile. It's kind of a law of attraction thing where you're not necessarily going to get the thing that makes you happy until you decide to already be happy. Once you're happy, then the thing that makes you happy comes very easily. 
So once, if you make yourself smile, even though you may not feel that happiness, you're creating the state for that happiness to come in. And that's how the law of attraction works. It's also how our physicality works with our bodies. Let's talk about our bodies again, because you guys know I love how our bodies work for us. Our bodies love us so much. And let me say again, as I've said before, you are not your body. Your body is a tool that you have. It's what you get to wear around and use to experience this planet. It's really cool. It's a virtual reality suit that we get to wear. Because you yourself, your true you, is actually your consciousness, your spirit, your soul, whatever, however name or label title you want to put on that. That's who you truly are. That part of you is living inside this body and experiencing earth through this body, through the virtual reality suit that this physical glob of skin and muscles and water is, is our biological virtual reality suit. It's what we have while we're on this earth so that we can experience life because everything in the world, in the universe is about experience. If you consider Think of it this way, and this is how I like to think of it. And again, I am not telling you what to think. I'm only trying to get you to think for yourself. And I'm giving you some new ideas and suggestions of how you might consider the world for you to test out. Test them out. If they feel good to you, great. Maybe follow that and learn more about it. If they don't, you'll know that too. The universe is constantly expanding. Consider every pair of eyes that has ever observing the world is sending that information to the data banks of the universe. That means you, that means when you, your right eyes closed or your left eyes closed or both are closed or both are open, you already have four perspectives just without even moving, but only doing that from every ant, from every fly, from every flower, every single thing that exists on the earth is experiencing what life on earth is like. And all of that data is being recorded in the universe and everything that you with your body get to experience is information going to the universe, which means that you yourself living your life in this body on this earth, you are contributing to the expansion of the universe. I think that's pretty cool. So maybe consider what experiences you would like to be added in to the universe's expansion. So we have these bodies so we can experience earth, right? What I like to say is we have these bodies because our spirit, soul, higher self cannot by itself without these bodies walk in sand or eat strawberries or have orgasms. We need a physical body in order to experience those things. Another thing that the physical body helps us experience is emotions. Emotions are not emotion only. Emotions are very physical. As we said, when you smile your entire life or laugh your entire life, you're going to build laugh and smile lines by your eyes so that even when you're not smiling, people know that your joy, your happiness, your laughter has over time created a physical effect literally on your face. We also, I also believe that our bodies communicate with us and talk to us. And if a part of your body is causing you a problem, there may actually be an emotional connection to that problem. For example, for example, when your hands hurt, a lot of arthritis 
if you talk to people who have arthritis, they are people who have issues that they haven't let go. Emotions and hurt. Do you hear that? Emotions and hurt that they are literally holding on to physically. And because they can't let it go, which you might think of doing with your hands, their hands are causing them literal pain. You might notice if your feet or your knees, some part of your legs are hurting, those are locomotors, right? Those are the parts that move you. And if you're having an ache in one of those areas, it might be a message from your body that it's time to move. And that doesn't necessarily mean get up off the couch and go for a jog, though that would be good for you too. It also means it might be time in your life to move from to the next part of your life, to the next thing, the next job, the next home, whatever it is. You can listen to those parts of your body and your body will tell you those things because your higher self, the part of you that is living inside this body, it knows what's better for you, what's best for you and what you should do. Listening to your body will give you an insight to your emotions. Emotions are a beautiful thing. And let me say from the beginning, you should experience your emotions. The last thing I want you to do is stop experiencing emotions. The last thing I want you to do is not let yourself have them because the truth is they're there. And if you don't allow yourself to experience them, they will hold inside of you and they will cause hurt and pain over the long time. So to experience your emotions, that's one of the cool things that your body is here for you for Because you get to experience emotions not only on an emotional level, but literally on a physical level. And that's really cool. And some people would say, well, I only only want to experience the positive emotions. Well, you have to experience both. Remember that? There's two ends of the teeter-totter. And you are not going to appreciate the down quite so much unless you've experienced the up. And then when it flips, you have a greater appreciation for that too. I want to talk about physically experiencing an emotion. Now, you can do this anywhere you are. You can keep your eyes open. So if you're driving, it's fine too. But imagine yourself being happy. Think of yourself being happy. Maybe put a smile on your face. Maybe think about something that made you laugh, something that gave you joy. And as you're doing that, when you're thinking about that joyful thing, how does your body feel? Did your heart rate change? Did your respirations and breathing change? If we had taken your blood pressure before and after we did that, would it change? I bet you it would. Because the emotion that you experience in your body has a physical expression. And you get, being in that body, you get to experience that expression. So what if that's a negative, a negative emotion and you don't want to experience it? I get that because we have all been there more times than we can count. What I encourage you to do, here's the thing, those emotions are going to come back. On, in this lifetime, this video game where we wear these cool bio virtual reality suits, we get lessons, we get warnings, We have things that we are here to learn and karma that we are here to equalize. And many of those lessons, I mean, how do we know what they are, right? We can't remember anything. 
We can't remember the plan that we set up for ourselves before we jumped into the suit. We might have read the entire user's manual, but we can't remember it now. But the point is our higher self does know it and gives us those lessons, gives us those, that guidance and those reminders to lead us along. And there's easy ways to learn the lessons and there's hard ways to learn the lesson. I don't know if your parents ever said something like that to you, but my dad would tell me, all right, you can do this the easy way or the hard way. And the easy way for everybody was much more preferable and far less painful. So it's easier to do it the easy way, but the universe's lessons don't always come in the form of your father standing in front of you asking if you want to do it the easy way or the hard way. The universe's lessons come to you in things that trip you up a bit, in emotions that arise, and you have to realize, why is this emotion here? What do I have to learn from it? And how can I experience it in the way that's going to be the most helpful? Shoving emotions down inside doesn't help. And like I said before, if you never allow yourself to experience your sad emotions, you're going to have a hard time experiencing those happy emotions too. Depression is emotions depressed. The physical ailment of depression is a depression of the emotions that we feel. Anyone who's ever been depressed can tell you that it's difficult to reach for even the most upsetting emotions. That there's sometimes when you really can and other times when you can't reach anything, when you can't feel anything, when you feel completely emotionless. That is what depression, one version of depression is, when all of your emotions are so depressed that you can't even feel them. And I've, I've heard of and seen people do some very painful things to themselves in those times just because they want to feel something. So try, try feeling the emotion for the sake of the emotion. Let's say you had the worst breakup in history. He said, she said, all these things, your heart is broken. You are devastated. You can shove that down. You can push that back. You can depress those feelings. But they don't go away. They're just depressed. They don't go away. They're just buried. And they're still there. And they're gonna, still going to jump up and bite you at the next moment when you're peaceful. Because it's when you're peaceful that you think, okay, I can finally relax for a little bit. That those emotions that have been hiding that you've shoved down go, oh, you're peaceful. Now you can deal with me. And that's when they jump up. So you might be thinking that you're going to have a nice quiet evening at home. And that's when that painful situation of the kid who called you a name in seventh grade comes back. And you have to deal with that because you never have before. So if you can deal with emotions on your time, then your body doesn't have to throw it at them on its time. To experience specifically a sad or hard emotion. Think of it as experiencing it, not just emotionally, but experiencing the physicality of that emotion. Just like when you smiled a minute ago, you could feel that. If you are angry, if you even pretend to be angry, you will feel a physical change. The same things that I was talking about, but in different ways. Your pulse will change. Your heart rate will change. That's the same thing. Your respirations will change. You might breathe faster to get in more oxygen. Your blood pressure, your heart's going to be working at a different level of force. So your blood pressure is going to change too. When you are angry, don't act on it. That's the difference. There's suppression, there's experience, and then there's action. We're not going to action here. We're going to experience, okay? 
experience the sadness. If you're in the middle of that breakup or you got the F or your car is wrecked or whatever it is, allow yourself to experience it. And if now's a quiet, calm time for you, then maybe think about that time that that kid called you a name when you were seven years old. Allow yourself to experience it. Feel what your body is feeling. Did your heart rate go up? Do you feel like you're having a harder time breathing? Do you want to cry? And the more you think about this thing that's making you so upset, does it get more and more? So turn your attention away from the thing and turn your attention to the result that you're feeling in your body. You can feel the aliveness in your body. It's one of the beautiful things about it. You can feel the aliveness. You don't have to see your hands to know where they are. With your eyes closed or with your hands out of your vision, you feel the aliveness of your hands and you know where they are. You can feel the aliveness of the emotions inside you. You can feel the aliveness of that anger. You can feel the aliveness of that hurt. Give yourself permission to feel the aliveness. And instead of focusing on the cause, focus on the feeling. Focus on how it feels in your body to be angry. Focus on the tightness in your chest. Focus on that tightness in your throat. That feeling that you get when you're trying to choke back the tears. Don't choke them back. Let your body experience the emotion that you're struggling with dealing emotionally with. Allow your body to feel it and focus on the physical feelings of that emotion. And watch them wash through you. Feel your heart rate go up, but then feel it come back down again. If you want to, check your pulse or put a pulse oximeter on your finger so you can actually see the change in your heart rate going up and then slowly coming back down as you regain comfort, as you regain homeostasis, and as your body processes that emotion out. Then go back to the cause of it, to the hurt of it to the boy that said that, to the person that broke your heart. And after that emotion has burned through your body, there's not going to be as much energy behind it left with the original thing that caused the hurt. So now you can address that a little bit clearly, a little bit more clearly. And I encourage you to do that. One way is by closing your eyes and looking that thing, that person, that situation in the face and saying, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, I let you go. That's essentially the, uh, the idea behind Ho'opo'ono, if I said that right. Again, and do this as many times as you need to, and you know what? You might need to do this in the mirror, or you might need to pretend that you're looking at, in a mirror with your eyes closed, if it's too hard to look at yourself directly. After all of the emotion is processed through the physical part, release the emotional part. Look at that person, the situation, or yourself and say, I love you. I forgive you. I release you. Last week we talked about attachment. And it's really hard to let go of attachment to something that you have a lot of emotion about. After you've processed the physical emotion, this is the time to feel the emotional emotion, let go as well. Now that you don't have that energy, the physical energy holding on to it, 
you can look at that situation. You can look at that person, even if that person is you. And you can say, I love you. I forgive you. I release you. And you can let it go. That's how you let things go. There's one other way that one of my patients taught me, and I'll teach you this, even though the effectiveness might be a little bit different. And I'll have to use different verbiage than what he used. He says the best way to let something go is to make the sign of a cross. When you make the down line, you say, screw it. When you say the cross line, you say, amen. And sometimes you leave off the amen. That's from one of my patients. And I found that that one is effective too. However, for the ones that hold on for the emotions that are harder to let go, experiencing them physically helps. If you can burn out the emotion through the physicality of that emotion, it's a lot easier to to let it go and release it after that. So what's the opposite of that? How do we not only just release the negative, how do we get to enjoy the positive even more? One way, and I think you're going to find this, when you allow yourself to feel those hard emotions, it's going to wake up your body just a little bit. And you might have some struggles, but guys, that's what moving forward is about. You have to burn through the fire to get past it. Not in every situation. In some ways, you can make the fire much smaller than what you think it was. But you do have to look at these things to be able to move forward. Now, one thing that might happen is if you learn to feel, process, express, and forgive your anger about one thing, that may automatically, may automatically allow you to also express and release the emotions from many other things. By doing it once, you can liberate yourself over a very, very large area of that emotion or that time period. One release carries others with it. You don't have to go back to every single time another kid called you a name. If you can release it well enough once, all of it will be released. On the other hand, the positive side. As much as I'm encouraging you to take the time to feel the physicality of your difficult emotions, I also want you to take the time to feel the physicality of your good emotions. There's something really great about children. Children don't hold back their emotions. We adults are weird. We pride ourselves on our poker face. I had a really great conversation with a three-year-old this weekend. And at the end of our conversation, we were like best friends and she gave me a big hug and was trying to share all of her stuffed animals with me. Why? I have to ask myself when that happens, what did I do to create this connection with a three-year-old, with, with a child who's literally 40 years difference in age from me? And yet within only a few minutes, she and I had a connection. Here's a hack for you. I let her see emotion. You know how excited kids are? How happy they get about a rock that they find in the yard? And then they come in and they tell us and we go, oh, that's nice, honey. Or, oh, go put that back. If we can respond to children with the same level of energy that they come to us with, us, us with, they love it. They bloom with it. And they match with it. Many children can't trust adults because they don't see our emotions. Children don't hide emotions. It's really easy to look and see that Johnny's pissed off. 
it's really easy to look and see Lucy's happy because kids don't hide their emotions the way that we do. One of the best and most healthy things that you can do is hang out with a child and allow yourself to experience emotion with them. They're not going to judge you for it. Other adults might, and you might be afraid of that. Children will not judge you for your emotions. You can sit down the fl- on the middle of the floor and cry, and they will love you for it. Spend some time with some kids. I encourage you, I challenge you to share some emotion with a child, to be happy, to laugh. Even if they're angry, take on their anger. Feel what their four-year-old anger feels like for a moment. And maybe when you feel that inside you, maybe you can help them process it a little bit better. When the positive emotions come, allow yourself to experience those as well. And remember those lessons that I was talking about? If you don't learn them, they're going to keep coming back and they get harder and harder and more difficult and more challenging because if it didn't catch your attention the first time, when it comes around again, it's going to catch your attention just a little bit harder. And if that still doesn't work, it's going to come back even stronger the next time. So it's a good idea to recognize when the universe is giving you lessons early on so that you can learn the lesson way before it gets too difficult. And that's where the music comes in. So guys, I want you to know that I love you. I hope that this helped you think about your body and your emotions just a little bit differently and learn how you can handle them and process them better. And that's me. I'm Della. I'm not trying to tell you what to think, but I am trying to get you to think for yourself. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Talk Show. You've been listening to the Extraordinary Talk Show with Della Hill. Search YouTube and Facebook, Spotify, or Podbean for video and podcasts of this show. Or go to RadioStGeorge.com. We'll see you next week for another edition of The Extraordinary Talk Show.